Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Schlava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Schlava. And it's Monday. It's a new week, and I'm super pumped right now. It's kind of my first week back, just doing reselling every night, kind of going as as back to a regular schedule as I can. My girlfriend just recently went back to Florida, and a lot of things are just opening back up this week. So those two things have, I now have a lot of time on my hands, which is a good and a bad thing. It's good to have a lot of time, but I'm definitely going to miss her a lot. But it is going to get back to more of a normal schedule with a lot of stores opening up and me doing business and reselling every night as opposed to four, three nights a week like I was so that I could hang out with her and her family. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm excited to get back in the grind. I really, really enjoy it. I, I really enjoy reselling and it's crazy because just a few months ago, I was really wondering what my what my role of reselling was going to be, what I wanted to do with it. And it's just, it's something that over the last couple of months has really struck me as something that you can really make a lot of money in if you know what you're doing. And I didn't realize that until I started finding different ways to get items from Walmart and Target and different items that were popping up that you could resell very, very fast, very, very quickly. And I think that there's always opportunities or, or always different opportunities like that, but you just have to know what you're doing. And so for me, that's that's very interesting because I don't think a lot of people know what those are. And that's how you have that's how you have these things like bolo groups and cook groups where people give information and leads and you have two to eight to ten people that run the group and they run the entire thing, but everybody pays in because there's just so much information. But the one guy who knows how to do it is is the one guy who basically controls everything. So it's it's definitely a unique skill to have. And those sorts of skills are very valuable. Like I was talking about yesterday, just being able to being able to find items and predict what a market is going to do on a particular item or a particular type of item is is very, very crucial to success in almost any sort of selling business. And it's just, it's something that I'm excited to learn a little bit more. So that is something that I'm going to be doing a lot this week, trying to study how to discover which items are popping up, uh, which items are doing really well, just different stuff in pop culture. It's hard to keep tabs on everything. There's sorts of all sorts of things doing well right now, just with all sorts of things in the news. Um, there's different items that are doing well just because of the recent SpaceX launch that happened. There's items that do well because a somebody famous wears it or promotes it or mentions it in just a short interview or maybe an Instagram post and all of a sudden this item blows up. Something goes viral on TikTok and then everybody wants to buy it and soon enough people are buying different bags of candy or something and, and selling it for 40 bucks a bag. It's, it's ridiculous. So that being said, that's something I want to look into and that I'm going to be putting a lot of focus on trying to learn the different ways to come up with these things because that that right there is one of the most powerful skills you can have as a reseller, especially if you want to do items that are fast moving and and really, really make a good amount of money doing this thing. So that's something I'm going to be doing. But recently, when you're doing items like that, when I'm doing items like that, I see that I get a an uptick in returns. And it's not huge, but I definitely get more returns when I'm doing retail arbitrage and online arbitrage items, especially the ones that are doing really, really well. 
I see a slight uptick in my returns. And it's not much. I may have three returns over the course of a month rather than zero or one return. I mean, it's not big, but that's still three times the amount of returns. And so it depends on really how much you're doing, how much volume you're doing to how much you're going to get back. And that makes you wonder, well, what items do I want to go after then? Do I want to go after these big heavy items that I may only make 20 bucks an item on? If the item costs 50, 60, 70 bucks and you're only making 20 bucks on it and somebody opens it and decides they want to return it, well, you're out that money. And maybe you're a top rated seller, but it's not like you can just take half of the, the amount that you get back. You have an opportunity as a top rated seller to take um, just because top rated sellers can recoup some of the money due to damages and stuff caused to items because the person who returned them didn't return it in the same condition. And there's a whole lieu of things you have to do for that, but you can't just do that every time. eBay is not going to allow that. They're going to at some point get sick of it and then they're going to cut you off from doing that. They may take your top rated seller status away. You would make less money then because you get a slightly, a slightly discounted fee whenever you make a sale. And so that's not something I really want to do. But looking at this, it's, it's, well, do I want to take the chance of selling all these $20 items and then have three or four of them completely wiped off by one return? And so that's a lot what happens with Amazon. I see a lot of Amazon sellers deal with that. And it's Amazon's a great platform. You can make a boatload of money on it. And I, I have no problem with anybody doing Amazon. I really like Amazon. It's just sometimes these items, especially these really hot ones, you have to know what you're doing or you have to be prepared to take those those losses with the gains that you're going to make. And so that's something that I focus on. And it's looking at the big picture of things that really gives me comfort whenever I get a lot of returns like that. And so three returns may not seem like a lot, and it really isn't. But probably last month I had four or five, maybe six returns. And that's definitely more than I usually have in a month. And the reason for this is probably due to two things. One, I think it was the type of items I'm sourcing. A lot of brand new items in stores that are just really, really good items to sell right now. They're typically not, but just with the way people are cooped up inside and would rather be keeping themselves entertained inside or maybe trying to get outside, there's there's several items that are doing really well right now just because of of kind of the, the state of things. But when, I, when I'm selling those, it seems like sometimes I get more returns. So that could be one reason. The other reason is that I'm doing a lot more volume this month, last month, and the month of January, I did a lot more volume. I'm talking, I've done over 100 sales each of those months as opposed to February, March. I think I did 36 and 18 sales. So 54 sales combined. I mean, that 54 sales is like half of what I did this past month in May. And so I didn't have many returns because there wasn't much to return. So it's a combination of both. It's a combination of what you're selling and whether or not you're gonna get somebody who knows how to work the system or not. And when you're selling big, heavy items, they know that you don't wanna take the return back if you offer free returns. Some people know that, some people don't. Maybe the item just doesn't work. But regardless, you have to be willing to take those risks. And so for me, like I said before, it is very comforting knowing that there is, knowing that this is a very long-term thing. This is a, a big picture kind of process. And it isn't just the micro losses that I take from a return that I can, that I need to get down about. I mean, there are much bigger fish to fry than just getting upset about somebody trying to return an item that is now no longer new. And so that would be something that I would encourage you to look at. When you're looking at your business, I would encourage you to look at it as a, as more of a, 
more of a big picture type of thing, more of a long-term business. Because what you don't wanna have is a very short-minded kind of process where you're going into this and every little return you're trying to nip and pick at the buyer and pretty soon you get a bunch of bad feedbacks and nobody wants to buy from you on eBay. You do not want that to happen. If you're planning on actually making money out of this thing and you wanna do it more than just one or two times, you have to think about this as a long-term business and that means operating the way that these bigger businesses run. I've talked about it before, but bigger businesses like Walmart, like Amazon, they get it. They know they got to the top for a reason. They got there because they offer great customer service. They have every item you'd ever want and it's just super, super simple. You walk in or you go online, you buy the item and it shows up at your house or you walk out with it. And it's very, very easy, very streamlined. They know what they're doing. And for you, you're not gonna be able to do that because you're not gonna be able to have every item like they do. But at the same time, you can you can operate as more of a, a long-term business type of feel where you're going and you are doing the correct things the, maybe not always the thing where you feel like you're getting the better end of the deal, but you're definitely doing what the customer would prefer and tending and, and treating the customer right. I mentioned it earlier. I mentioned it on a podcast, probably like three podcasts ago, where the founder of Walmart said, I believe that the customer is the boss and I love working for the boss, meaning that he loves to work for the customer and please the customer. If you look at McDonald's, they are widely known for not denying any request. They had like a whole jingle about it when my parents were younger. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically basically saying that anything that you want done with your burger, we will be happy to accommodate as long as it's not something ridiculous like asking to throw a second patty on there for free. They're not going to do that, but but whatever you want on or off your burger or whatever you want with your fries, we'll give to you because they want to accommodate the customer. That is how you build a business. And so for us, that means taking these returns with a grain of salt and realizing that unless you did something terrible, unless you sent the wrong item, unless you completely botched it, unless you, you know, you could have messed something up, but more than likely the buyer wasn't happy with the item or maybe they want to pull one over on you and scam you. And that's super rare. It happens occasionally, but you'll never know. And I try to pretend that every buyer is doing it out of the goodness of their heart just because it makes me feel better about it. But really, you can't you can't do anything about it. And so it's not good to argue with the customer. It's not good to get upset with them because what's going to happen is you're not going to get the return turned in your favor. eBay doesn't like when you argue with the customer because it makes them look bad and it makes you look bad. And you're not going to make as many sales on their platform. So they want to, they want to try and discourage that as much as possible. And the other thing is that they're going to give you a bad feedback and then you won't make any sales because you'll get like 15 bad feedbacks and now you look like you have no idea what you're doing on eBay. So it's not good to really go into this with a, a short-term mindset of each sale, I need to make sure I make this much money and if I don't or somebody returns it, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to get there and, and get that profit back because it's mine. It is, but at the same time, there's nothing you can do about it. You run a business and the, the big picture mindset of it is the cost of doing business. And so that's something that's helped me out a lot. I once heard that or I first heard that probably a couple months into reselling where I was I was super timid about reselling. I was afraid of getting returns. I was afraid of getting negative feedback. And all of these things are kind of the cost of doing business, if you will. There's different costs that you incur doing business. It's cost for the items, cost for the shipping, cost for your time. And each of these things has value. And one of the things that is a cost of business would be 
people returning items or completely damaging them and sending them back to you and, and doing that kind of a thing or not sending them back at all. But that is part of the process. You're not going to have every single person give you a perfect treatment on eBay and more than likely the minority of people will be the ones that give you bad treatment. It's not a common occurrence and maybe you have it happen two or three times in one week, but that's not the norm. You don't have these people out to scam you all the time. You don't have this ridiculous kind of business where everybody knows that they can pull one over on you. That's just not how it works. And for you, it's important to keep in mind, for me as well, that even though I, I sold a $200 item or a $300 item the other day that probably cost me, I don't know, $60, $70 to ship. So my buy cost on the item was probably about 200 bucks. And with fees and everything, I probably made about 70 or 80 bucks on the item. And now somebody wants to return it and there's nothing I can do about that. I offer free returns. That's the way I run my business. And now I'm going to have to eat it and see if they send it back to me. And if they don't send it back to me, then I get the money back and it's not a big deal. But if they do send it back to me, then I check it out and I can always return it to the store. If it's if it's not too, if it's not damaged or anything, I can turn it, return it. Um, especially if it came from the store and it's damaged the way that they said it was. I mean, I'm not going to keep a product like that. I'm definitely not going to resell a product like that. If they sold it to me damaged, I definitely do not want it. And that's the store's fault. That's not my fault. The person probably didn't take it out and, and completely smash the thing or whatever and then try and return it. They probably got it damaged. And so that's my fault for selling them a damaged product. There's obviously no way I can check it. But at the same time, that's the cost of doing business. So... It is something that's become very apparent to me that I think a lot of people get caught up on, especially myself when I first started reselling. I want, I didn't want to lose a dime. And I've been listening to a lot of books recently. I've been listening to Gary Vee's book, Crushing It. And that's the sequel to the book, Crush It, which I also read probably about a year and a half ago now. And it was exactly a year and a half ago because I, I read it right at the beginning of January. So right around there, maybe not, whatever, it, right around a year and a half ago. And now I'm reading Crushing It, which is his updated version of it. And just getting caught up on these little things is not going to drive your business like these other people have. It's not gonna drive you to create a business like these other people in the book have. It's These people are making multi-million dollar businesses or, or maybe they're just making a living for themselves doing something they love. But regardless, you're not gonna be there if you keep getting hung up on these little things. And that's something that I struggled with a lot reselling, a lot starting out reselling because it was, it was a pain. I wanted to make money. I finally make a good sale. And then who uh, Hannah Pants 38 responds and says they want to return the item. And now I'm stuck with this item that's damaged and I can't do anything with it. So it's a struggle. It's frustrating sometimes. I still get frustrated when people return things, but you can't be mean to them and you can't really do anything about it unless they completely and utterly kind of hose you or something then you can go to eBay and explain what's going on. But outside of that, it's the cost of doing business. You you signed up for it and I signed up for it whenever we kind of created our eBay accounts. So it's something that I don't want to kind of just like throw at you or anything like that. It's just something that it's important to keep that in mind because if you don't keep that long-term mindset in the forefront of your view and your goals, it's going to be really hard to make a really successful business like that. So I can encourage you. I hopefully do encourage you to keep a more of a long-term mindset with this. Keep trying to build a business, not just 
making sales. You don't wanna just make sales, you want to actually build a business out of this so you can really, really start to generate money for yourself and you know, end up doing whatever you want to do with it. But that's really what I've been focusing a lot lately on really trying to scale out my business and look for scalability, not just single items. And looking at things from a long-term perspective is really one of the best ways to start in that direction. So I think that I think that's really what I'm going to wrap this podcast up on. I don't really have too much else to add. I've been just super busy. Last night, I made like 20 sales yesterday, which was absolutely nuts. I can't, I, I couldn't have even imagined making that many sales two or three months ago in one day. And it's been crazy just the way things have been selling. So I spent like an hour and a half to two hours packing things last night and then an hour putting all the labels on after I bought them all because I'm still doing one of the worst things ever, which is printing out labels, cutting them and taping them. So I'm gonna try and scale my business a little bit, buy myself a label printer finally and get my get my time back so I'm not doing that at lunch every day, packing items for an hour. So. That's really what my focus is, scaling out, looking long-term, and trying to make a bigger business. And so hopefully that's something that you can focus on too. I will get with you tomorrow. I'll come out with another podcast and hopefully you can get something from it. But if there's anything you ever need or anything I can ever help you with, find me on Instagram, find me on Twitter, and I would love to help you out. So I'll get with you tomorrow. Have a good one. Peace.